Hi there. Thank you for joining us on the Redeemer Church podcast. Here at Redeemer, we exist to see Christ exalted in our church, community, and world. It is our mission to lead people into the presence of God, devotion to His Word, authentic fellowship with others, and discovering their ministry. We hope that this podcast is just one of the ways you connect to God's presence this week. Let's check out this week's message. Well, good morning. Happy New Year to you all. It's so good to see you. I'm proud of you for waking up after a late night and joining us for worship. Many months ago, when the staff was dreaming about what this service could look like, and we realized that New Year's Day fell on a Sunday, we decided that we wanted to start the year together with great intentionality. Um, It's such a kind of rare event that we get to start the new year off together. And so we thought, let's do that with immense focus. Let's bring some clarity and focus to the year of 2023. So worship today is going to be a bit different. Some might call it liturgical. I would prefer to call it a prayer service. And when we're done, you can call it whatever you would have liked. Um, And you can either judge whether you thought this was awesome or terrible. But here's what it's going to be. It's going to be a time where we get to pray through uh, the year together. And it's going to focus on four different moments. Uh, Together, we're going to have four prayer moments. One on confession, a proclamation of our worship and some reflection in that, supplication, which means bringing our requests to God, and some thanksgiving. Um, which is going to culminate in communion. So here's how these first three prayer moments are going to be structured. First, I'll offer some rationale behind why we're including it in the service, why it's significant that we engage this moment together. Second, we'll say a corporate prayer together. It'll be on the screen, and I'll lead it through just like we did the Apostles' Creed. And third, you'll have a moment or two to follow that corporate prayer with some silent prayer. Uh, And there'll be some instructions given on that as we move along. And then lastly, uh, we're going to respond to those prayers in song. So our worship team has a big morning in front of them. uh, So give them an extra thanks of your gratitude as we kind of clip along here. Our first prayer is a prayer of confession. John tells us in 1 John 1, 8 and 9, that if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Sin is like a cancer that spreads in our mind. As it takes root, it pushes our operation further and further away from God's intention. But when we confess our sin before him, God begins a restorative work in us so that we can once again operate in the freedom of his will. So this morning, our confession will have two parts. First, we're going to say a corporate confession together that's up on the screen. And then we're going to give you some space uh, to silently confess some sins that you have been wrestling with, some things that you would like to have God purify in your life. So let's confess our sins together. Let's get that up on the screen. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred 
and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is not health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of your holy name, amen. Now take a moment to silently confess more specific sins to God.
I realized after we entered that moment that I forgot to give a piece of instruction. Uh, and you all did great. Uh, Phil, no need to stand. Um, every time we go into worship through this part, I'm sure Leanne, whenever we get towards the end and she would like you to stand and worship together, uh, she'll give you that instruction. We want to be, uh, I have younger knees, but they still bother me to get up and down. Uh, in case if you have any type of knee issues, we want to make sure that you don't feel the need to, to do the up and down all service. Um, after confessing our sins, I feel like it's only appropriate that we turn to God in worship. You know, we worship him for who he is and what he's done in our life, uh, just out of a thankful posture. But before we do that together, it's also important for us to realize that there are two different types of worship. We have corporate worship, which is something that we do every Sunday together. It's when the believers of God, the people of God, join together in fellowship with one another and proclaim his name. And anytime we do that in a group setting, that's corporate worship. But we also have an individual form of worship. And Paul would call that in Romans 12:1 being a living sacrifice. It's what we do with our day to day. It's our, the calling of who we are. It's our vocational living. It's loving God with all of our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's loving our neighbors as ourselves and pouring ourselves into that is what would be considered our individual worship. So before we get into a prayer and a collect on um, joining together worship and proclaiming that with our lips and then sliding into some more worship music and that collect, so you know, is going to be found, it's the Psalm 95, and we'll be repeating that together. But we're going to, after we do that collect, I'm going to challenge you to deepen your worship this year in either corporate worship or individual worship. And in that minute of reflective space, think about something that might be getting in your way in the corporate worship setting. When you come into the doors in the morning, maybe you're like me and you're, you're carting a bunch of children in the door and there's tons of chaos and it's all you can do to get here. And then it takes 30 minutes to unwind from that moment, right? That's a distraction to worship. Thinking through, how might I get in front of that? How might I center myself? Maybe there are aspects of this worship service that aren't your favorite. And you're like, this is a distraction to me, or I don't like it. Then maybe it's partially an attitude adjustment of going in and going, I'm here to declare God's praises, and I'm going to fix my attitude and focus on Him. Perhaps it's a day-to-day engagement and recognizing that you're not creating the type of space in your life to worship him and honor him with your day-to-day. Maybe there's not a lot of intentionality in your day-to-day. So I'm just going to invite you into some space where you might be able to reflect on that for yourself and commit to 2023 being different in in your worship. So let's say this uh, collect together. It's a proclamation of worship. It'll be on the screen. Come. Let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, Let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, 
For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. The next song we're going to sing <clears throat> was written by a guy named Matt Redman. And the story behind the song is his church in, I think it's London or England, um, they started worshiping the worship. And so it was all about the band and it was all about the musicians and the lights and the, it was the show. It had become a show. It had lost its sacredness of worship. So for several months, the pastor said, we're going to come in and we're just going to pray and we're going to not sing. And Matt was, Matt was the worship guy. So he's like, what am I, what? We're not going to do worship songs? And he says, we're going to worship. Even without the music, we can still worship. Our heart turned towards God. And so out of that time, that desert time in his life, he wrote this song, which I think is so beautiful. <clears throat> Reminds us what the heart of worship is really is. It's not about the song. It's about our heart turned towards God. When the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply come longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required you search much deeper within to the way things appear you're looking into my
king of endless worth no one could express how much you So
it's a beautiful thing to see you all enter into worship and to fight instruction of you can stay seated and the church goes, no, we can't. That's powerful. As we transition to supplication, as we transition to laying our requests before our Lord, our God, our Heavenly Father, I just want to give this reminder. Uh, We all know this, but I think sometimes we forget to function with our knowledge that God's not a genie. Um, He's not here to just make whatever our whims and wishes come true. He's our Father. He's a good Father. And that means that when we bring our requests to Him, when we ask Him for things, we lay them at His feet. We submit our will to His will and say, Lord, we know that you know best. We know your judgment is good for us. And here, we lay these requests at your feet and we trust that as a good Father, you will fulfill them as is best for us. And as Westerners, as Americans, I think we're a little bit entitled sometimes, a little too entitled. Or when God's not moving as quickly as we want to or things aren't going exactly as we want, we get frustrated, you're not hearing me. Um, But that's not the dynamic of the reality, right? It's God sometimes says not yet. God sometimes says no. Um, We don't understand the mind of God. We can't see as clearly as he does. So we have to lean in and trust him. He is a good father and he cares deeply for both our needs and our desires. How do I know this? Well, Jesus in the Sermon of the Mount taught his disciples, which of you, if your sons ask for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask? So this morning, let's turn to God with the burdens that's on our hearts. This is the longest prayer that we're going to say collectively together. You all have been doing great on the pacing. Um, Just giving you the warning, this one's not going to wrap down as quickly. It's about twice as long. Uh, So stay together with this. At the end, after we're done praying this corporate prayer, we're going to give you some space again to bring your needs, your requests, the things on your heart, your, your desires to lay them at the foot of the cross and ask God to intercede. So let's pray together. Father of all mercies, have mercy on us. Some of us are anxious, exhausted, angry, and sad. We need your peace that surpasses understanding to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Be our refuge and strength. Be our very present help in times of distress. Great physician, we pray for the elderly, the weak, and those with chronic conditions, for the poor, the hungry, and the isolated. Rock of ages, we pray for the newly unstable, for those who have lost employment, family, or friends. Hide them in the cool shadow of your wings. Provide for them every good thing that you, as a good father, know they need. Indwelling spirit, empower your people to serve, to get wisdom, live by it, and share it freely, to embody peace amid the strife of this life, 
to present our bodies as living sacrifices, to suffer with Christ in patient endurance. Give us all fresh confidence that there is no future where you are not present, no sorrow where you are not near, and no tears that you do not care about. And so we trust you, our generous provider. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask these things. Amen.
Our Thanksgiving moment is a little bit different than the three previous moments as it ends in communion. If you remember from the last time that I helped lead us through communion, there's another word that we can call communion, which is Eucharist. And Eucharist means really thanksgiving. It's a reflection on being grateful for what God has accomplished in us. It's a participation in Christ in a mysterious way. Uh, But I can't help but think, as someone that's an American, and I'm sure that this has some cultural influence in me, um, but I also know it's partially my personality, that I wrestle with some discontentment just as a person. Sometimes things just aren't fast enough. I call it a fast food culture mentality, where we have these desires, we have these whims, we have these wishes, we want everything now. And because of that posture that we sometimes have, because of that posture I sometimes take, it it leads me into a path of ungratefulness, or it leads me into an entitled disposition where I'm thinking that I'm owed more than what I'm really owed. And the fact of the matter is this, if God gave me nothing else besides his son, Jesus, That was more than I could ever ask for in my entire life. That was more than enough. No matter what else I'm facing in my day-to-day, no matter what hardships are going on, no matter what the world looks like around me, because I have Christ, it is more than enough. And God has already done more than I can ever imagine or fathom in Christ and bringing me into him for all eternity. And yet, as an American, I want so much more. And so I just want this to be a space where we get to pause and pull back and thank God for who he is and what he's done for us and to declare it's enough. It's enough. He is good. So let's recount this prayer of thanksgiving together. It'll be on the screen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We thank you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. We thank you for all these things. In the name of your precious Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, invites us to holy communion with him and with one another, through which he will give himself to us and lead us into deeper fellowship with our neighbor. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Maybe 2022 is a hard year. Come and lay that down at his feet and pick up the year of 2023. We participate in communion, not because we must, but because we may. We come not because we are righteous, but because we sincerely love our Lord Jesus Christ and desire to be his true disciples. We come not because we are strong, but because we are weak. 
not because we have any claim on the grace of God, but because we stand in constant need of his mercy and grace. We come to Jesus not to express an opinion, but to seek God's presence and pray for his Holy Spirit. Now hear the words of institution delivered to us by the Apostle Paul. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I invite the communion stewards to come forward in this moment. And then after I say this prayer, you can come forward as you're ready. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we pray that you send your Holy Spirit on these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and the blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your son in his death and resurrection that we may participate in your grace. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ and bring us to that heavenly feast where with all your saints, we will be gathered in glory everlasting. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church and the author of our salvation, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Father Almighty, now and forever. Amen. Come, for all is now ready. Once again, thank you for listening to the Redeemer Church Podcast. To stay connected to all that God is doing here at Redeemer, visit our website at RedeemerTulsa.org or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have a blessed week.